Welcome to the Winner's Circle. It's your girl, Tiffany. I am joined by a special guest today. But before I introduce them, let me remind you all to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, you don't want to miss anything that we're talking about here. And share. Share it with your friends. Share it with people who don't even know me. They'll love me too. Today, I am joined by a special guest, Turner from BB24. And Let's he go. actually is by himself. He is not attached to Megan Belmonte. So I while know. I have Turner's time, <laughs> I am going to get into some things about his game. Turner, how are you? I am. Do I was doing amazing, but now that I'm on here, I'm doing incredible. Love the winner circle. Like Tiffany said, share it to your grandma, your best friend, and your aunt all in one. Um, yes, happy to be here. Thank you so much for uh, having me on this platform. You are so welcome. I'm glad to hear that you are a fan of the Winter Circle. I heard you did an interview with Derek and Cody and you had fun and you had so much fun. You were like, I'll join you too, Tiff. And honestly, that's how I felt during my interview with Derek and Cody on the Winter Circle. So when they like brought me in, I was like, for sure. And you see, I got my Winter Circle merch. So you could get one of these. Oh, that's hard. Damn. You Yeah, you can get one of these. You could have rightfully owned one had you won. But I digress. So, but you can wear one in support of us. It looks <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I'm not, I'm not going to drag you. I, so it looks like if I know this background setup myself, it looks like you're, you're still in L.A. Mm -hmm, sure hanging out I with your it. cast. Loving the beautiful, warm L.A. Going to Boston in two days is going to get a lot colder. But for right now, here we are. I love that. I love that. So that you got you guys are still bonding. That works. Um, I did the same thing. Honestly, I'd still be bonding with my cast right now if I didn't have a real life to live. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Make the best of it. All right, Turner. Oh, totally. I mean, so. if, I, if I didn't have a shop to run. Oh, sorry. Wait, am I, are we cutting off each other? Mm Nope. Go ahead. Life? You said if you didn't have a shop to oh, run, perfect. what would you be doing? Oh, yeah. No, if I didn't have a shop to run, then I'd probably be here for a year, honestly. But my my store and my domain and family is back in Massachusetts. So um, the reality of, you know, being in this beautiful place with the hot sun is going to end soon. But I love every minute I'm spending with my cast right now. I think the last ones here are Joseph Taylor, Pooch and Monty. But even that group in and of itself, we love them all. Dang, that's dope. Tell me if you figure out how to, I do run my business when I'm away from home. Uh, my family, shout out to my family, my sister-in-law for running my business for me when I'm not home. Um, but if you find a way, Turner, for us to relocate our businesses successfully to the LA area, I'm so down. Just Oh, hell so yes, dude. What is your business? This is, that's so dope. So I have a mobile healthcare business. I, I was a phlebotomist for years. Um, everybody loved me. I had this great personality where all of my patients would always come to me no matter what, no matter what office I moved to. And I was like, hey, will they really do, if they really like me enough, what if I tell them I will come to their homes directly? Will they pay me like cash money? Cause I ain't accepting <laughs> no insurance. <laughs> and honestly, 10 years ago, I started doing that. I'm still doing that. It's grown. I've I've serviced NFL players. I've my business. I need to. Hey, my business has serviced NFL <laughs> players 
NHL. I've gotten contracts that are so crazy that I I wouldn't even know how I did it if somebody asked me. But yeah, so that's what I do aside from like I jumped into the reality TV thing with Big Brother and then um, I still had a real business to run and people work for me. I have employees like they rely on my business. So I can't just leave like I'm not just self-employed. And there's a difference to me, like uh, self-employed is like working for yourself. But entrepreneur is like you've got a whole business and people actually work for you, too. So that's 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 where I am. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like, um, no, in, in the same light, I have employees as well. And at a certain point, I feel like I'm working for my employees rather than mm -hmm. my employees working for me, which is rewarding to have that, but also requires definitely a lot of time, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's crazy to think that someone else is depending on you to keep things going so that they can they can live like that's the scary part for me. As long as it was just me, I was scared. But now it's other people relying on me. I'm terrified. <laughs> Dude, I feel that in itself. And I mean, I don't have kids, but I do have two cats that rely on me. So I got to get back to them, too. <laughs> Not your cats just waiting at home for turn, daddy. So, <laughs> I know. so I did get the chance to meet you in L.A. and in Megan. And it was really cool. And I know we probably seem a little familiar to people. And that's because Turner and I have met already. And I mean, on the show, I think you were pretty much your yourself. I, but maybe there's some of some of you that we don't know. Um, I'll start like um, I like to kind of start from the beginning. But I will ask: Have you been able to go back and watch any of the episodes from your season? Oh yeah. So there was like one of the first few days afterwards. There was like a watch party for with the entire cast for um, opening night. So the premiere we watched. And then um, I know Taylor Joseph and I, I think it was, or Taylor Pooch and I watched uh, The Double Eviction and then three episodes after that. And then we also watched the finale. So I've watched like a handful of episodes, but I definitely, am, and then obviously all the Twitter clips that I get all the time of like memes and whatnot. But uh, I'll definitely watch the rest of it once I get home. I'm, I'm very excited to do so, but I've probably seen like six or seven episodes. That's a lot. Okay. So yeah. I I didn't get I didn't start off with this, but I do want to congratulate you for making it to the final three. That's not an easy feat. It it is, it's it's a challenge just to get to jury. Um it's each week mm -hmm. is a challenge, but yet and still you got to the final three. So let's talk about what led you to get there. Um Week one, um, I don't know. There's not there's not really much going on, but then uh, week is it week three? You win your HOH. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that was week when I three. Wanna get lit. Okay. <laughs> something like something that you would yep. win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fact. So you you win your HOH, and you honestly were kind of close didn't you come close in the first hoh the very very first hoh that we had in the season yeah, you one, came close I, I won like i won like the jewelry stand so then um that was one yeah. of the three like preliminary rounds and then i was close on the uh i forget what it was but like the main stage where i had to build a puzzle yes absolutely yeah he absolutely smoked me in that one but uh yeah i did i was close in and of itself to to that I, I was like, okay, he he knows his stuff. 
Were you already a Big Brother fan? Like, what's your BB history? Oh, totally. So I actually heard about Big Brother through Megan, who, of course, is not with me right now. But um, now we I have to call her name correctly. Megan Belmonte. Megan Belmonte. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were both in college at the time, funny enough. And um, from Big Brother 19, Kevin, he uh, lived in the same town as my college. And we saw him riding down the road and Megan yelled out the the window hi kevin and i was like who's kevin and then that dived into her telling me about big brother funny enough and so um then i we went home and that was when bb21 was airing or something like that and um so she showed me big brother 21 i got really into it she told me that i should apply because she thought i'd be good at it um and then i so i watched from 21 23 and then i back catalog to 18 and that's kind of my six seasons i think that might be um, but yeah, no, I, and then I was actually up until the top 25 for your season, then didn't make it. So then I uh, made it to 24. Okay. When you came into 24, I don't know what the hell would have happened to you to been on 23, but I think everything happens for a reason. So, exactly. <laughs> so um, <laughs> were you, did you have a specific player who you wanted to play like? Or were you just like, I'm going to go yeah. in this game and I'm going to play my best me? Yeah, totally. So my best or my favorite, yo, what up? <laughs> you know, my, uh, my favorite Big Brother players are uh, Tyler Crispin and Paul. So, I mean, I think a little bit of how good they were socially kind of inspired a lot of my gameplay. Granted, I, I think I could have been a lot better, but I think some of my uh, lack of great jury management might have came from how much I liked both of them. But yeah, no, lo love both of them. And that's who I wanted to ideally play like. But I think I definitely swayed off the beaten path a little bit through the season. Okay. Okay. A couple of things I was going to say. I saw that you met Paul just recently. Mm -hmm. um, shout out that to Paul. I met him. I, 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 I can only imagine. On, I had a full on fan moment. I saw, I saw, I literally saw Paul. Well, actually someone is like, yo, I want, I know who someone you want to meet is downstairs, brought me to Paul. And it was literally look. it was like, I was looking at the beginning of a rainbow. I could not believe what I was seeing. <laughs> I'm such a huge fan of Paul. It didn't even feel real. Um, and then, yeah, we just hung out for a little bit. And that whole time I was like, oh, my God, I'm hanging out with Paul. It was crazy. But I love that guy. He's so cool. He's a very easy person to be around for me outside of the house. I don't know what he's like in the house, but I met Paul in New York. He came to hang out with me and my friends. It was it was so cool. He's a he's a really cool. He was a really cool guy. Um, so I'm glad that you you're getting to meet some of your 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 BB alum that, that you look out to. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you're in the house. Um, a couple of people who you are close to are leaving that game fairly early. Um, the one girl who self evicted, oh, yeah. she's gone. Then pooch is gone. You're totally blindsided by that. You, you, you're not knowing that this is about to happen. So, um, when you won that HOH or during that HOH, did you feel like your game was on the line and you had to win that HOH? Oh, yeah, because of how close I was with Pooch. Like, losing Pooch that early in the game, for me at least, was such an L because we were so tight. That was, like, my best friend in the house. So then, obviously, people knew how close we were, and I was just going to be an easy target the next week. And I talked to Amira. She's like, yeah, you probably were on your way out the following week. Granted, I think the Festy Bestie duo – 
might have um, like realigned that because I was with Jasmine, who was all of the girls' best friends. So I, I'm not sure if because I was paired with her, they wouldn't want her on the block. But either way, if I didn't win HOH, I don't think the leftovers probably would have formed because it would have been still like post pack or um, mm-hmm. the other alliances I was left out of. So definitely I knew that whole time. I, like my, my big brother life was on the line in, uh, in that instance. And so I was like shaking. I was freaking out that, that whole thing. But I mean, divine intervention. Somehow I came clutch and won that. And it was very poetic because it was like me and Amira were the last ones. And so I think if I... If I won, I was taking out Amira. And if Amira won, she was taking me out. So I think mm. I haven't watched it, but I'm very excited to because I feel like that must have been a pretty tense moment. Okay. So week three is like the most critical week of the season. Um, and so mm-hmm. you've got the pound. You're in the pound, which came from the Oasis, but then Pooch left. And so now you guys got the pound. It's your HOH in it looked like the leftovers was forming around you and you were in agreement with it. But how did you, how were you feeling? What were your thoughts around the pound forming the leftovers? Yeah. I mean, as far as, so the Oasis started and it seems like now talking to the other house guests, me and Pooch were the only ones who are like ride or die for the Oasis because everyone else had alliances. And this was my one and only alliance. And so then I was actually worried when Pooch left because I felt like I was closest with Pooch. And when the pound started, which was me, Kyle, Monty, and Joseph, um, they were all kind of like one step removed from how much I like how close I was with Pooch. Like I didn't have that relationship with anyone else. So I was concerned. Uh, when he left that I was like, all right, now I need to somehow bridge this gap and make other better relationships. So I felt like I put a lot of my eggs in that basket. So um, Mm -hmm. then, I mean, I I feel like when they were all explaining and Joseph was talking about how we need to target Amira and we were talking about the pound, honestly, I feel like somehow that all came to me. It's not like, I I think I formulated the Oasis. I'm not sure how it was shown, but I would Mm -hmm. die on that hill. I think I really started (laughs) that, but I, I, I I can't honestly take credit for being the sole proprietor of the pound starting. I feel like that was like luck of the draw and good thing I wanted felt to like it kind of fe- felt like you were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Question. Do you feel mm-hmm. that you would have been part of the leftovers had you not been HOH that week? I think Oh, I honestly, I wonder if the leftovers would have started or people would have put their eggs in the pose pack basket or if mm. people would have whatever other alliances were there. Because I think my HOH and me not being in a formed alliance and the pound forming because of that was what started the leftovers. And honestly, I don't think that that would have happened had I not won that HOH. Now, I could be wrong. I haven't exactly watched it. Maybe this was in formulation and I didn't even know before. But I really do think if I wasn't HOH, there wouldn't have been a leftovers because I don't think there would have been a pound. Okay. Well, do you remember in Direfest telling Joseph that you felt that you were only part of the leftovers because you happened to be HOH that week? Or was that just game? Um, it's funny. I'm sure you I'm sure you know that like Sometimes when you're quoted and that was like a random sentence you said like a month and a half ago, I like, I don't even remember saying that honestly, but I'm sure if I, I'm sure if I did say that, like, I don't know, because Direfest was such a mess in and of itself. I could have been talking game or just saying a bunch of shit or honestly, that could have been how I really was feeling. I wish I remembered truly. So, so let's get into Direfest. I was watching Direfest on the live feeds and I saw Kyle start with Alyssa. I saw Kyle go over here to Terrence. You're chilling. 
you are always chilling, mega bussing, chilling. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a fact. You're chilling, Joseph's sleeping, and Kyle is over here revealing the leftovers to Terrence. Yeah. What what are your thoughts when you find this out and how do you readjust your game? What are you thinking? Yeah, so I actually to my knowledge, or I'm like 100% sure I was the last person to mention the leftovers. So given I had a final two with Kyle, I think I probably should have been a little more reactive when he's like, hey, bro, just so you know, I ordered the leftovers two days ago and everything you've been trying to defend uh, the past two days to the HOH, like that's all irrelevant and he knows. So I think I should have been like, dude, what the hell is your problem? But I was like, all right, well, I guess I just have to adapt to this, which I think probably served me well. But I, mm-hmm. I think going back, I probably would have been a little bit more upset because I remember being in the dr and they were like are you sure you're not mad i'm like i don't know like who cares at this point (laughs) whatever i just like there's no reason to be upset in these situations if you can just adapt as quickly as possible i think that's really going to be the 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 best thing you can do like whether it's when pooch got kicked out i kind of just had to i can't i can't dwell in that like it it happened whether you like it or not i think daniel could have served this advice when nicole got kicked out i don't think he had to blow up but you know to each their own i i think it played me very well being chill a lot of the time Mm -hmm. in the house um Oh my God, I feel like I'm in a messy DR. What what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I got I go on a rant and then I'm like, I forget what I'm answering, honestly. No, that tickled me because that was me in the DR all the time. And then I'll be yeah. like, um, what's the question again? I, I know you asked me something that I didn't answer <laughs> yeah. it, but I said a whole lot, but I didn't answer what you asked. <laughs> okay. That is exactly what just happened. Yes. No. And, and honestly, I didn't ask you a specific question. I was just asking your thoughts around Direfest when Kyle exposed oh. the leftovers. Oh, that's um, and, okay. Yep. So then you're like, so you're saying like you have this final two with him that you believe in, but he's just, he's telling you that he's out of the leftovers. And so are you still like this is my final two or are you thinking he's got something with ter- with Terrence now or he's trying to protect Alyssa and I thought I was his final two, but I might be his final three and I might now I might be his final four. I think at literally every single time I was in a final two up until I learned about the whole entire Kyle mishap because obviously this was uh, before that I had no idea about Kyle's true intentions, but I think I was really like heavily ride or die to every single person I had a final two for whether yeah. it was Pooch whether it was to Kyle up until that ended or whether it was to Monty I would have literally probably risked my game just for these people and so when mm-hmm. I heard that Kyle outed us I was like all right well at the end of the day I do have a final two with him and I think I took that way more seriously than he took yeah. our final two because just days later he outed our final two to the house in the most irrelevant way possible granted that was over from the minute I learned about Kyle's true intentions but still I was like all right well, I don't know why you're throwing my game under the bus just because you messed up here. Um, so that was chaotic. But yeah, when I found out that Kyle outed the entire leftovers, I was definitely just, I don't know. I, at that point, I was like, what, whatever I need to do, my personal feelings aside, I'm pissed off, but I need to learn to adapt and just make a group with what I have. And I knew Joseph was going home that week anyway, because if it's Joseph and um, 
Joseph and Kyle on the block. And then uh, he has Alyssa's vote no matter what. And Joseph is Terrence's target. I Clearly, maybe I should have thrown a sympathy vote. But at the end of the day, that wasn't really the game I was playing where I'm throwing sympathy votes. Um, I think a lot of people comment that I played a passive game, which if that's how you feel, then very understandably, that, that's cool. And maybe I'm being too passive in and of itself right now. But whatever you think about my game it is cool. And um, But yeah, I wasn't really, I was like, if you're going home anyway, why am I throwing a sympathy vote? Like, I just didn't mm-hmm. see the point. So, yeah, it, it's an it's a, a hope for a jury vote. Um, you know, like maybe that person that will sense. be in jury saying that this person voted for me. OK, so you leave Dire Fest with the after party. Are you, but then you've got Michael, Brittany, Monty, so, uh, Taylor, Jasmine in, in the house in Big Brochella. You don't know who's in who's left from Big Brochella. But you leave Direfest with the after party. You saying you're you're adapting your game each step of the way. When you leave Direfest, are you now committed to the after party, and you're just going to worry about whatever happens inside the house? And when you get there, or are you just working or making the after party think I'm cool with you? But when I get back in there, I know I've got Monty and Taylor, Michael and Brittany from leftovers, or is leftovers a done deal? Well, at this point, um, I was very, I was hoping that Jasmine was gone because I, I think I connected really well with Monty and I was very tight with him. So going back in the house, I was really dying to know where Monty lied. And I remember like that same day I was taking a shower and uh, Monty looks at me from across the bathroom. He's like, yo, is the pound still a thing? And I'm like, all right, at least I know that I have Monty on my side because really I wanted to take it like one step at a time. I was down to go all for the after party, but simultaneously it's like, like with peace and love, of course, Terrence, Alyssa and Kyle is not much of a group. Like I don't, I can't, I think, I don't know. Who's going to win the comp? here yes exactly because i know it's not Alyssa, and i know it's not terrence and kyle i guess won a veto at that point but i was like i'm the only one here with a like okay terrence cool guy but he didn't really win in hoh came second place and he happened to get power so i was like all right i'm the only one with an hoh back here um i would much rather like hang out or be in an alliance with what was the leftovers. So I wasn't sure exactly which way I wanted to go. At the time I did have a final two with Kyle. So when I won the next HOH, I was like, Kyle, dude, I think we should put Terrence and Alyssa on the block. I don't see why we're going to like, I don't, I don't see what we're investing all of our game in with those two. Like, I don't think they're winning another comp. Um, so, but then he was in my, in my HOH room at like five in the morning with a blanket wrapped around his head being like, Oh bro, we have to put up other people. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So, um, I think, I think in a bunch of situations, I was just trying to look out for my people, but simultaneously, I didn't really know exactly who my people were going back in. And, um, I think after the, uh, I think after the whole thing went down on that HOH, which had to do with Kyle, that's when I readjusted and found out who my actual people are, which um, ended up in the end being like, I don't know, I was really vibing with Terrence, not, oh my God, not Terrence. I was really vibing with, I meant to say, Monty, Taylor, and Alyssa. And that's okay. who I wanted to be in the in the end for. It didn't exactly work out, but you know. Okay. All right. So you go back in the house and... Jasmine is gone. Now, pause. Yeah. I just want to do a little rewind. Jasmine's birthday. 
I watched you. Oh. My camera was on you the entire time. I, I would show you my phone. I took so many screenshots of your face. I was like, what the? F Turner is not. Turner is not impressed. <laughs> Turner does not want to be here. Turner don't give a damn. Turner. Not even close. I've never oh seen God. anyone attend a birthday party with less enthusiasm than you. But I also <laughs> have never seen anyone sit through an entire celebration with the least enthusiasm from beginning to end. Oh yeah, I can I can imagine what it looked like. And that's an episode that I'm just dying to watch because I, I'm very tight with Jasmine now. I actually, I actually consider her like a very close friend afterwards, but in the house, oh my God, I just could not with her. Like, I mean, being friends with someone, but being roommates is a totally different thing. So I remember sitting down and we already had our rocking relationship from the muffin situation. But when we had to all sit down and say two things we loved about Jasmine, and this is all prompted by her rather than anybody else, I was like, you have to be kidding. <laughs> so I remember like the two things that I said about her that I loved was, well, first off, I tried to say I like your business, but that wasn't good enough for her. I needed two things about her. So I was like, all right, here we go. Now I need to actually say three things. So I said, we're festy besties and you're a unique person. And both of those factually are true. So I think Turner, I- Turner, that ain't shit. What are you talking about? Turner. I, I mean, at the time, <laughs> I don't know if I had two great things to say about her. I was just so done. Oh my God. What? Okay. Okay. Turner. But what was it now? What was, I ain't trying to gossip for nothing. Cause we all know you and you and Jasmine have made up. You guys went and got matching muffin yeah. tattoos. I'm done with both of y'all. Okay. You got your matching muffin tattoos. Y'all cool. But what was it that you were like, this chick really get on my nerve? Everything. I think it was now, yeah, Jasmine. If you see this, I love you. You're amazing. But it's I think okay. It was just it's okay, like Jazz. She's a this, she's a Leo. She could take it. Go yeah. ahead, give it to me. Exactly. It was like this weird narcissistic approach to just the most self-serving birthday I've ever seen. Like if if someone else, say Monty, was like, all right, let's say things we love about Jasmine. I'd be like, okay, this is prompted by Monty. But never in a million years would I say, everyone, tell me things you love about me. Just shower me in compliments. I would never go that far. And I don't think I don't think 99% of human beings would because I was just like, how, like, are you self-aware enough to see what's happening right now? Um, but no, the answer is she wasn't. So uh, you know, we we had that, and I don't know whether the muffin happened before or after, but I think in that moment I was like, okay, the muffin was all worth it because this is the worst thirty minutes of my life. <laughs> oh my god! I'm dying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting back out of it. Oh my word! <laughs> Okay. Okay, we'll cut it if we have to, but I can't. Oh it's God. hot in here. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Oh hell yeah. He's <laughs> the most narcissistic self-serving worst starting. It was it was I felt like at the time it was right up Jasmine's alley because she was always asking people for food or I remember she asked one time Alyssa for a cup of water, but she didn't like the cup of water, so she needed new water in the cup. One time she asked me for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then it was too flat, so she wanted a new one. I was like, and then the birthday. Oh my God. Like someone take me out. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's so chaotic. Okay. 
Okay. Who? I'm so sorry. It's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Jasmine. Jasmine, I'm going to have you on here. And we going to talk about this. But for now. I'd love to hear Jasmine's side of this. That is incredible. Jasmine's going to say, it was my birthday. It was in the big brother house. I just wanted y'all to tell me what y'all love about me. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Yep, I'm sure that will be it. But like, it's like, Jasmine, if might you want to take notes at other people's birthday? Like, think of Michael and Joseph's birthday as a rough draft for what a birthday should be like. Because just the the, the cake and and just the lack of telling people what they love about them was perfect for a birthday. But that is not, of course, how Jasmine's was gonna go. And even on, I'm, I'm never mind. Uh, yeah, okay. Nope, no, nope. keep going, that. keep going, keep. Going. I was gonna say, even on Joseph's birthday, Jasmine passed out. So I, I think no matter whose birthday, Jasmine wants the attention. So whatever. <laughs> All right, I don't even know where to go from here. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Okay. Either. All right, so you go. So you go back. Oh, I'm so sorry. I gotta get myself together. So you go back into the house and Jasmine is gone when you go back in the house. Oh my God. When I walked back in that house, I felt like it was freaking my birthday. Holy shit. I was like, thank God. I don't have to live with that anymore. Oh my word. It was literally like a gift from production, if anything. I was like, thank you, whoever took her out of this game. And you hosted that veto, so you you might you might have felt connected to that week too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel so unprofessional. I can't. I'm crying tears. Okay, okay. Let me bring it back. All right. So you walk in the house, and all the the pearly gates have opened for you because now things are finally going your way. There's no more muffins oh, yeah. missing. There's no more scooters, canes, uh, cast and hobbling. Um, there's no more birthdays. There's no more all about me. Whew. So now yep. you can play the game, right? Yes, specifically. <laughs> okay. All right. So. <laughs> All right. I think that I'm going, I got to regroup. So then it's your HOH and Michael and Brittany have shared some news regarding Kyle, who, Mm -hmm. who is he? He's kind of still your final two or you, you don't, he's kind of still your final two at this time from Direfest. Yeah. Before I learned, yeah. Before I learned any of this, still my final two. Okay. And so then it, you know, unfortunately it looked like you were in a very tough position. It's like, I got a game to play here. I understand the moral ethics behind this information. I also realize it's big brother and I don't know where morals come into this game, but I realize I'm being watched by America. I'm being judged every single day. I've got house guests who want something done on the HOH. I also don't like this, but I've changed my game. I've adapted my game myself to the different layers of this game each step of the way Michael and Brittany come and deliver this information to you about Kyle who's your final two were you aware of any of this conversation because um I believe I watched Kyle 
say something to you uh, at the pool table about people of a certain demographic maybe working together or blowing up the leftovers or you, him and Michael, Michael, Brittany, Alyssa, maybe starting something and you saying to him, well, the people who typically blow up the alliances are the first ones to go. Michael and Brittany came and delivered you some information. Was that news to you? Oh yeah. I mean, when he was telling me this and I've heard, I've heard from everybody that um, about the pool table conversation and what I've heard, because honestly, I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it was recorded, but everyone has said, he brought you this information and you shut it down just due to you didn't want to stray from the leftovers. And that was definitely how I felt like even not remembering that conversation. I know up until the very end, I was like, I want to protect this and I don't want to stray off the beaten path. But when he was mentioning this and I shut that down, I didn't, I didn't realize like at like specifically because I don't remember, but I know I wouldn't have realized what he was offering me, but I'm glad I shut it down at all costs. So then when Michael and Brittany bring me this information, I'm thinking, why did you, why did you wait? Like, I know they brought this up as a game move. It's obvious, mm-hmm. like it, which is mm-hmm. the craziest thing to me. Cause like, all right, you could have told me if, if it was really that you didn't want this because like, the whole time they're like oh this isn't good for our game but meanwhile it's like okay well if you actually thought it wasn't good for your game why wouldn't you say it before just regular nomination or why wouldn't mm-hmm. you say it during big brochello when you had multiple mm-hmm. people who this would directly affect in the house and you had a week of what sounded like dead air and nothing going on so then for them to come out and play this victim card where it isn't good for their game i was like oh my god but first off i was like like yeah i'm trying to see their angle and then first thing is first i wanted like from when and that's why i called this house meeting which if you remembered like obviously everyone talking in the house openly about it in the living room um that was prompted by me because i was like i can't have such sensitive information coming through a game of telephone this is way mm-hmm. too delicate of a topic for this to be going from person to person and talking behind people's backs about it and so i was like monty why don't you call the people outside i'll call the people over here and we'll all just talk about it in the house because i can't make a decision based off of a game of telephone with such sensitive information um so that's when i called that meeting and um, it came out that this, everything Michael and Brittany were saying was seemingly true. The only untrue thing is that they were clearly lying about them being afraid of this being bad for their game because ultimately it was good for their game because it would make sure that Taylor, their final three did not go home and that someone outside of their alliance went home. That's why they brought up the information. It's pretty obvious, which first off is upsetting. I really hate that this was used as a game move. They should have right when they got it, um, like leaked the information because it's not enough to just be silent. Um, not being racist isn't enough in and of itself. You need to actively be going against the grain and shutting everything down like this. Um, so I'm very disappointed in all three of these people's characters. And um, I know for a fact, just like at the pool table when he was saying this stuff to me and I was shooting, like just shooting it down automatically. Um, that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be, um, and I've seen some clips of actually Cody reacting to Michael kind of talking about how this could be good for game. It was something like that. But um, no, I, I honestly actively and still at this moment don't know how I feel about these people because it, it's just so, I don't know, like grimy to me. And I say this with mm-hmm. as much peace of love as, and peace of love as I can, because I don't know, I, I still don't even know how to feel about this stuff. It's just so crazy. Yeah. It's like, just say it's better for my game. Instead of playing on my intelligence and my emotions about my moral standards or my moral code and trying to move me in a direction that still benefits your game. Um, It's I I totally get 
the uncomfortability you have in knowing how much to trust where and what the intent was, where their thoughts lied with that, what they were hoping to gain, because essentially it was a game move. Every single thing you do in the Big Brother house is a game move, period. Yeah, because it all it all impacts the game. It all impacts the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so going forward, like hearing this information, I knew what I had to do. Kyle has to go up and not just and obviously, as far as game goes, not good for my game. But as far as far as my moral ethics go, I need to put Kyle on the block. And I don't want this type of environment festering in the house. I think Big Brother stands for more than that. I stand for more than that. And CBS does and everybody in the house does, um, ultimately. So I, I don't even think the excuse was I think the excuse we heard was, oh, I'm sheltered. I don't know. And it's like, but at the end of the day, you grew up in Japan. You lived in Australia. You're a 30 year old. Like at, at a certain point, naivety isn't an, an excuse. Like the uh, shed, like here's a wise sounding quote I heard one time, like the excuse of youth is pretty old at, at a certain point. Right. So hmm. I don't know. I, I, I didn't love any of it. Um, and still, still, I don't know how to feel. It, it's crazy. So <clears throat> you nominated him. You knew you put him on the block. You weren't okay with the news that was surrounding uh, Kyle, but you still were focused on having Taylor be evicted. Yes. And I'm actually glad you brought this up because this was another thing where I had no idea where to land because then you had Terrence, a, a black man saying well we want i want to give kyle a platform going further so we should keep kyle and then i'm like okay well i i don't now i just don't even know what to do because now it's like all right so i don't want this festering but then i trust terrence in this matter but then you have him coming from the other side and ultimately i was like okay now I feel like I, I don't, I feel like I don't have a say anymore. I don't even know because like that is the most confusing. My head was like spinning at that point. So I was like, all right, well, if, if you come from this background and demographic being targeted and you want him to be forgiven in the house and that's a stance that other people are fine with taking, then I guess that's the stance and that's okay. But like, like literally my brain is exploding even thinking about it. I still don't know what I would have done. Um, in this situation. Yeah. So I remember telling Terrence when he was proposing this, I was like, ultimately, I don't have a vote. You need to take it from here because um, what you're pitching to me, if you want to keep Kyle, great. If you don't, great. Power's out of my hands. I can't even split a tiebreaker this week. And I so hope you would understand have that because that coming from both sides was so difficult. <clears throat> no, I, as, as you say that, it's starting to make sense. Um, your target preferably would have been for Taylor to go. And hindsight being 2020 since she won, I can understand why your preference is for her to go. Okay. But then you've got Kyle who um, has these, this controversial um, thought process surrounding him. You're connected to him. You don't, you no longer want to be connected to him, but then you, you're, you're trying to do the right thing. And here you are, you're, you're a white man in a position to to try to stand on the right side of um, a racial act. Uh, um, and so you're looking to make, a, a, to stand on, on the right side. You're looking to make a statement with your action, which is, okay, the right yeah. thing to do would be Kyle goes up and he should go home. 
But then you've got Terrence, as you said, you've got this black man saying, hey, this is a wrong done against me and people of my same background. And he's your friend. You're like, he's like, this is what should be done to help correct this action that he's presented before us. And so you trying to figure out what's the right thing for me to do outside of this being a game move, but it also is still a game. Do I, am, who, how do I make the right decision? There's this black man telling me this is how you should handle this situation. And then you morally are like, yeah, but I feel like this situation should be handled this way. Plus on the game side of it, I really wanted this person to be my target, but I've got a moral decision to make. And then how do I handle it? So I'm not going to say I don't understand or see the position that you were placed in with the conflict of how to handle it. Because had Terrence maybe never presented that to you and would have come to you and said, no, he has to go. And Monty or someone else is saying, no, he has to go. Then you wouldn't have even had another option to choose from. You would have said, yeah. I want him to go. Although Taylor is not the best option for my game, Kyle is. But I understand what we're faced with here and we have to make a statement. He should go. And no one else is telling you like he should stay, then you wouldn't have had another option as to <clears throat> whether he should stay or go. Yeah, absolutely. And like, so at this point, my head is literally a mosh pit. And um, yeah. then it's like, okay. And then here's a, not, not to stray anything away from me, but at the same time, just while I think about this, it's like, okay, well, if you really wanted to be on the right side, Michael and Brittany, why would you not take off? Taylor and you keep Brittany up and this is all very telling in and of itself and it's like I don't know it was just so, it was such a chaotic week in the house it's like my mind is going in every which direction I understand and that was something that came up a lot even just as watching like okay so Michael why not take off Taylor why are why are we taking off you know, why are we taking down Brittany? So it it is, it as I as I believe, <clears throat> I believe every move in the game is a game move. And so I'm never gonna believe that a, a move is a hundred percent personal. I think it is all about the game as well. People do make personal moves, people make personal decisions, but it all is impacting the game and you have to account for how your personal decisions, your personal moves affect and impact the game because they just do. All right. So, okay. All right. So let's speed it up. Um, um, you and Monty have this, um, you have a final two. Do you have a spoken final two or were you hoping you had a final two? What what was the final agreement? Because I know I saw you guys form the final three, you, Taylor, mm -hmm. and Monty. But you and Monty were working very closely together. After Kyle left, Monty becomes your final two. Is that it? So once I realized that, well, once the kind of the house seemingly collectively decided that Kyle was going to be the one to go, um, then I ended up making a final two with Monty because I knew Kyle was mm -hmm. out the door this week. And then Kyle exposed our final two while I had a final two with Monty. And so then okay. I was like, Kyle, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're already out the door. I already was like, I don't know. It was just crazy. And so then after that happened, after he exposed our final two, and um, I was like, yo, dude, just so you know, 
I, we formed this final two with me knowing that Kyle was out the door anyway. I'm not trying to double down. We had like probably 20 conversations about it because I just wanted him to know. I was like, dude, this was not intended. I, we wouldn't have formed a final two if I already had a final two that I knew was going to be a long lasting one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that kind of stems into my like final question to Monty on the on the like uh, final two stand when I was like, mm-hmm. you made an expense that was at like, you made a game move that was at my expense. Why should I vote for you? And then he was like, mm-hmm. well, you did have a final two with Kyle and love Monty. But I was like, dude, I know that's just a filler answer. Like we both know that that is not the reason that there is any distrust between us. So we had a spoken final two for probably a month beforehand. And um, I would bring, and I would bring every, every single bit of information to Monty. And other than Monty's final two with Taylor, he would bring every single thing that happened in the house um, that isn't at Taylor's expense to me. So I was like, all right, he's bringing, he's bringing everything to me. I'm bringing everything to him. Ultimately, I trust Monty in the game. Um, and maybe I was being a little bit naive thinking that he, because a bunch of people told me, I was, like, he has a final two with Taylor. And one time I asked, I was like, bro, just be honest. Do you have a final two with Taylor? And I got this energy that was like, bro, I don't think I have to explain myself. And I was like, oh shit, I don't okay. want to say my final two by being yeah. distrustful. So I can't keep asking yeah. this. But yeah, we definitely had a spoken final two for about a month. So did you, when, if you ever did think that he was not going to take you if he had the option to choose with to final two? Well, I honestly, even when it was like a commercial break and me and Taylor were sitting on the stand and I was like, do you, like, what do you, and Monty went to the DR to tell the DR what he was going to do, I guess, or have a minute to think. I was like, what do you think he's going to do, Taylor? And she was like, I don't really know. And I was like, yeah, I don't know either. But after the show, we both talked and I was like, did you actually know? And she was like, yeah, I kind of thought he was going to take me. And I was like, well, I also thought he was going to take me, honestly. I was just kind of trying to play up that I was like like in my head asking Taylor do you know what he's gonna do I was like oh yeah Monty's definitely taking me because ultimately it would have been the better decision I was like no one's beating Taylor like I would have taken you Monty because I know we're not beating Taylor like there's not a chance but um, why so didn't you tell team, him that like why didn't you play up her threat level to the point where he could th- and, and I, a couple of things I want to say about that I do think that Monty when he has his mind made up He's got his mind made up and he's going to think the way he yeah. wants to think. So even had you gone to him and played up her threat level, I don't know that he would have believed you over his own thoughts because he definitely saw you as yeah. the bigger threat. But I don't remember you making him scared to sit next to her. Oh, I, I I don't know if it was shown on feeds or whatnot. I'm sure it must have been on some feed, but I did tell him a bunch of times. Um, Like I had these conversations with Taylor and I was like, Taylor. I'm not beating you. And I was kind of open, like, Taylor, I probably am not going to take you to the end. And she was like, she gave me the pitch. She was like, I would love it if you would take me to the end. And I was like, I mean, I'll keep you posted. But just so you know, I'm not beating you, Taylor, because everybody is going to vote for you in, in the jury house. And so I guess maybe I shouldn't have done that because then that made her double down on explaining to Monty why he needs to take her. And I did explain, if that makes any sense, but I did explain to Monty a bunch of times. I was like, dude, no one's beating Taylor. And honestly, I was open enough to be like, bro, I don't even think I'm beating you. And I'm definitely mm-hmm. not beating Taylor. So that's why you should bring me in. In my ending speech, from what I remember, I was like, dude, I, no one wins this game with bad jury management. I have the worst jury management in the, in like a decade. So I don't see why you wouldn't pick me. And I remember that being my end speech. But I was so sure that he would have understood that no one was beating Taylor that like, I almost thought it was common sense. Like at, at a certain <laughs> point, it's like, what do you not see? How do you think you're going to be Taylor? 
um, with with the game that she's played. And everybody I know is going to be in jury. Like you have Joseph that's going to be vouching for her. And I kind of gave him a rundown of every single person on the block who's going to vote for Taylor. And I was like, it's probably going to be unanimous. And I might get yeah. one vote max. And so um, he didn't listen to me. Like you said, I call him Grandpa Monty a lot for a reason. Um, oh. He also calls me Grandpa Turner because he thinks I'm set in my ways. But I know yes. that once he, he has a thought, he he's going to go with that. And um, At least so, your ways honestly, are kind I thought of it was an sense. obvious choice. Yeah, right. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was an obvious choice. But and I assumed he would think it's an obvious choice. But if anything, I guess I made 10k from my third place. And I only missed out on 65k. But my boy definitely was the real blunder because he missed out on a on a bag. That's for sure. <laughs> Damn, you came ready. You, what is that Red Bull? I, know, yeah. I need some of that. Yes, dude. I got the red bull so the ultimate combo. <laughs> needless to say, you were never taking Taylor if you had had the option. No, because one, I knew she was beating everybody on the stand, and I okay. told her that, and I told Monty that. It was like it was so obvious to me. And two, I had a final two with Monty, and I was gonna in any final two I had, I would no matter what, I was gonna stay true to that final two, no questions asked. So when you got on the stage and you had to solidify, you had to seal your, your, your vote for the winner. Why did you vote for Monty? Because, all right, this is, I get this all of the time and this kind of stems to a lot of people calling me like a passive player. I just didn't want to go. I didn't like, I didn't want to be remembered as it was unanimous for Monty be, and then be the one guy who didn't vote for Monty because he just kicked me out and be this bitter ass jury manager um, or jury member. So I was like, all right, I think Monty might might have it based on the speeches I'm hearing. And then after talking with them, they're like, how did you not put these speeches together that this was going to be Taylor? And the whole time in commercial breaks, I was like, guys, who are you voting for? Please tell me. And they were like, I don't, they were like, we don't know if we can tell you. So sorry. And I was like, damn it. All right. I'm going to try to listen to but the speeches. And the only person that I knew, like from these speeches had the vote was Joseph. I was like, all right, I know Joseph is going for Taylor. I think Taylor's going to win anyway, but some of these sound like Monty and I don't want to be the bitter jury me member. So I was like, I don't know, whatever. I'm who, like, I know well, it's not a Who did you so want? Who did you want to vote for? If you, if there was only one vote that's, and it was yours and there was no one else on that stage with you, no one else, it was up to you to crown the winner and no one else had a vote and you had to choose from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, which is the beginning of the game to the end of the speeches and you have to choose, would your vote have stayed the same? That's a good question. Like, honestly, that is how you are supposed to vote. Um, but the thing was, <laughs> all right, like the thing was, I was not a part of that round table, which they do all the facts. And I knew that. And I had about three minutes to cast my vote after being evicted from the house. And I was so sure I was going to be at the end. I was like, I don't even need to think about who I'm going to vote for, because I'm sure if Monty has any common sense here, he's taking me. So I hadn't, <clears throat> I hadn't thought about what it would look like for me to be voting. I was rushed there, asked a question, told to vote. I was like, all right. Um, and up until that point, I was like, do I go with the better story or do I go with the more comp wins? And I was like, ultimately, I, I don't think one vote is gonna matter. I think it'll probably be unanimous either way, but I just like them both. I don't know. I was like, yeah. I love both of them. At this point, who knows? I My head is racing so fast about all of the context going on. I was like, 
I don't even care who wins. I like both of them. I'm out of the house. I just got evicted a minute ago. Whatever. So with peace and love at that point, I was like, I don't care who wins. (laughs) With peace and love. Turner, um, congratulations on making it to final three again. Um, I hope if you do get to play again, you you go with what Turner feels should happen and not anyone else. Just you. Um, You made it very far. So congratulations on that. I want to um, leave us with your final thoughts and then include how we can find you. Whatever you want people to know about you, whatever you want to leave us with, something no one may have asked you, but you'd like to get it off your chest. Leave us with your final thoughts and tell us where we can find you. Let's see. So first off, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to come on. Every time I'm on the winner circle, I have a blast. Uh, love you, Tiffany. Love Cody. Love uh, Derek and all of the Big Brother alumni. I'm so excited to be a part of this incredible group of people who have experienced this. And Big Brother, if you ever want me on, whether it's Big Brother or the Challenge or the Amazing Race, invite me because I'll be there in a second. Um, but definitely, uh, let's see what. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Oh my God, another time. Like, what am I being asked right now? Oh yeah. Um, so you could find me on Instagram at Turner T U R N U R R. The uh, Rug Shack is my store in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. The Instagram for that is Rug Shack underscore, and that's a thrift store slash art store um, on, in, in New England. So if you're in the area, check it out. But as far as anything else I want to get off of my oh, – also Cameo, as of today, I'm on that. So that's just uh, Turner on Cameo. But um, I, I don't know what else I want to get off my chest. I think this was an incredible season. I'm glad people seem to like it. And um, the overwhelming majority uh, of – feedback i'm getting online is love right now so just thank you to everyone who was supporting and um yeah i mean that's that's it from me and just thank you so much for asking me to be back on this podcast it means the world you are so welcome turner it was a blast for me i don't know the last time i've laughed so hard um i will be connecting with you so you can tell me more more many more stories i think the only person that gets me to laugh that hard is dx and that's it's hard to for me to find that much humor but i i appreciate it or maybe i just liked laughing at jasmine but jasmine we'll get to that we'll get to that yes oh also one Um, more shout out i want to give um if that's cool uh, so as you see, I'm wearing a hoodie I've never worn before. That's because all of my clothes are unwashed. And so, um, Todrick, I hope it's cool. I found a hoodie that I could afford if somehow I messed it up, um, right there in that closet. So sorry that I borrowed a hoodie, but I was like, all right, if somehow someone like sets me on fire, at least I can with the money I have replace this. And I didn't pick out a Gucci hoodie because I have zero way of affording that. But Todrick, I love you. So there you go. Turner, you can also get you one of these fabulous winter circle hoodies that you can afford to replace if anything happens to it. Oh, you already know I'm buying a winter circle hoodie and everyone watching should do the exact same thing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been a phenomenal guest. You you just really made my day today. Uh, You guys know you can find me here on the winter circle. You can follow me at absolutely gorgeous 100 on Instagram and absolutely tiff on on Twitter. And uh, thank you all for listening and for tuning in. Turner, it was great to have you. Much success for you. Um, have, a, have a phenomenal time. Live this out. Ride the wave. Have a great time. Shout out to Megan Belmonte. And, Shout out uh, to Megan Belmonte. Hell yes. <laughs> I'll see you all next time. Bye.